Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scenes Like Daddy Culture podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so grateful to have you. My name is Mallory Page, and I'm a registered dietitian, and I'm also the host of this podcast, which I created because so much of what we see nowadays is very entrenched in diet culture when we're discussing nutrition, wellness, fitness, recovery, and even current events. So I wanted to be able to provide you with a different perspective to help you to formulate your perspective and then actions around these areas. In order to do that, I'll share my educated opinion, research the educated opinions of others, and also we'll dive into different theories that come up and just explore things in a different way than what you're typically going to see online or hear from other people. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the amount of diet culture information I've been seeing online lately or hearing from other people is intense. Everywhere you look, there's a new news story that's leaked or a new podcast or a new article or just a new video that you see scrolling through TikTok or someone that you're talking to in person that's telling you something that's very diet culture oriented. And I think that being inundated with all of this information can be really exhausting for anybody. I know as I go through it, it does feel like a lot. And it's even something that I look for and try to seek out. And it's wild to me how many stories there are. Because even as someone like myself that tries to keep up with this stuff, I still miss things. And A perfect example of this is today's podcast episode's topic because I went on my Instagram story and put up a question asking for topic ideas for the podcast. And the very first submission was on the topic of Heidi Klum's calorie intake and weight. And I looked at this and I got so confused because I had not seen any information on it. But then, of course, as I dove into it, I recognized that this was a whole story that has been coming up, that her comments are turned off, and it's turned into a whole thing. And it seems like the year has been ridden with these type of experiences But I also continuously see that you guys really like for me to talk about these things, especially in a non-diet way. So I'm looking forward to diving into that in today's podcast episode. But before we do, I just want to give the quickest announcement. Two things. Number one, my program Live Unrestricted is currently about to start And I am so excited for this last program of the year. If you're not familiar with Live Unrestricted, it is my 12-week signature program designed to transform your relationship with food and body image once and for all. It's really designed for the woman that doesn't feel like she's at the worst place she's ever been, but also isn't where she wants to be and doesn't have that full unrestricted freedom. So if you're interested in this program, this is really the time to apply because as I mentioned last time we're doing it this year, don't have a date set for next year and I will include the link down below. Now, the second thing is we also have our practitioner program that is currently accepting applications. I'm not going to go in depth about this, but what I can tell you is if you want to work with the clients like the ones I just mentioned that are going into Live Unrestricted and help them with disordered eating, then this program is for you as a practitioner. So that's also linked down below. But I don't want to take up the whole time with the announcements. I want to dive into the current controversy that's going on with Heidi Klum. Why does it feel like we always have some (laughs) woman that is white and blonde and model thin that is coming into the headlines around this stuff? And I say this as someone that is 
blonde and white and is in what would be considered a societally acceptable body. But it's true. Like, just a few weeks ago or months ago, we were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, weren't we? So as you can imagine, this story has its similarities and its differences. Similarities include eating too small of amounts of food, being very body-focused, and defensive answers to the original claims. But it also has differences that we're going to dive into today that you may find to be fascinating. So what happened? That's always where we have to start. Heidi Klum was answering questions on her Instagram story. She did a Q&A. And allegedly, there were two different questions that she answered on this Q&A story that sparked a lot of controversy. The first one that people are saying that she answered was a question to how many calories she ate in a day. And I am not going to specify the exact amount of calories because I try not to be unnecessarily triggering on this podcast. Yes, if you want to find it, you can. But let's just tell you, it. let's just say it was extremely, extremely low. Now, to go along with this, she also answered another question about her weight. And to answer that question, she went and stepped on a scale and showed the exact number of her weight. And some people say that she also said her height as well. I don't think it really matters because you can find her height online if you want to connect the dots. But for sure, she steps on a scale and showed her weight. So as you can imagine, when she shared this, people became extremely upset. I'm sure people were responding in her DMs, but even people were taking to her comments, saying things along the lines of, wow, you think it's appropriate to give young girls motivation to starve themselves, and how could you think it's okay to be sharing that calorie number explicitly? And then other people were sharing that she was just lying, that they thought that she wasn't even telling the truth that she was eating this many calories a day because it would physically be impossible. And there was a lot of back and forth going on with this in terms of people arguing about, first of all, what she actually said, and second of all, what the impact of what she said was going to be. So as you can imagine, news outlets pick up this story. And I actually went to look specifically into these And what's really interesting to me is that within these articles, I feel that we see something similar to what we saw with the Gwyneth Paltrow What I Eat in a Day. These articles speak to how the amount of calories that she was having wasn't enough. And if she is having this amount of calories, how it would be bad for her. And, you know, the whole rhetoric that we hear constantly around the story of For example, 1,200 calories not being enough for a child. I'm not saying that's what she was eating, but you guys get the gist of what I mean. When someone is eating low calories, we typically see the same kind of story play out in the media, and most people are in agreement with that specific story that it's wrong to be eating that amount of calories. But what's interesting is in a lot of these articles, they also go on to just share so many diet culture type of things. You know, they include her weight. They include her height. They discuss how much she actually should be eating or shouldn't be eating. They'll say things like, well, she's obviously not obese, which is a word that I never, ever would use. But... I'm saying this in just the sense of how these articles will present horrific information in trying to 
sensationalize the story. And it's almost as if, even though the origination of this story was very diet culture they take the diet culture again to another level, even if they're supposedly, quote-unquote, trying to fight against that by saying that what she's having is not enough. So these stories get out, more people start to hear about it. I will say it's not like the New York Times is covering this. You know, it's more of those clickbaity type of magazines that you guys would imagine, like life and style stuff. And then today, as of when I'm recording this, which is August 23rd, she responds on her Instagram story. So she actually posts two of the articles on her Instagram story. And then on the next slide, she shares this. I just got home and some friends are sending me um, these articles that have been written um, that I only take in calories. One, I want to say, I don't think I've ever had to count my calories in my life. Um, and don't believe everything that you read. So I don't count my calories. And um, someone asked me how much I weighed, and I got on the scale and showed how much I weighed. And I don't know, people just put things together and just write a bunch of crap and it's really sad because there is no real journalism anymore people just make up stories one person writes it and then everyone jumps on it and it's really sad because you know people read that and they think that and possibly follow that and that's not good all right so this is her apology or response i'm not sure what term she would want to utilize for that and I think that there's two things that we first have to say. Number one, we cannot confirm or deny, at least from what I've seen, that she has 100% posted this story. All right, so this is Heidi's response to the allegations that were made about her posting this stuff. From what I've seen, there's no specific way that we can prove or not prove the calorie story. So I don't know if that was made up or if it was not. And clearly we can prove the weight one because she speaks to the fact that she did it within that story. Now, I think there's the obvious things that we can say here. Yes, it's very unfortunate if we have someone like Heidi Klum or anyone with the following or really anyone in general for that matter that posts about eating a very small amount of food And even if she didn't do it, it's unfortunate when news stories pick up this stuff, like she's saying, and then spread it around to make a story, and then potentially other people are going to jump onto this because they want to look like them. This isn't the first time this has happened. It's happened so many times, often around people that are models like Heidi or have very societally desirable bodies, and each and every time we see the downfalls of these things. And it may not seem like we do because for someone that may be in a better or stronger place with their relationship with food and their body, hearing something like this doesn't affect them, right? For me, I don't hear this and feel any differently about what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to do. But I can tell you firsthand that I have clients that have seen these type of things and it does affect them. It makes them feel really bad. It makes them spiral. It makes them concerned. And that's why I do my best in this podcast to not share specific numbers because although some of you guys may feel like, why? Why can't you just share it? 
for some people, that can send them to a really bad place. Now, I think the second thing that we want to mention here is the lack of understanding about how showing a weight can be just as upsetting as showing a number of calories that you eat. I mean, we can't weigh what the exact response will be because everybody has different things that make them feel upset or bad or triggers them. But even in this story, she really doesn't speak at all to the impact that that specifically could have. And also, you'll notice that these news articles and the comments that are still on her page, she deleted most of the comments and also turned off her comments outside of that. But the comments that are still on her page are only speaking about this 900 calorie exposure that she did and not speaking about the weight. And I think that this goes to show that our society in and of itself is much more accepting of the idea that there are a certain amount of calories that are not suitable to eat because they're not adequate amounts of fuel. But we are not fully on board with the fact that showing weight, weighing yourself, exposing that number can be just as harmful. Again, maybe not for everybody, but from the clients that I see and people I talk to, they will see the weight of someone that they idolize and they will do anything to strive for that weight and they will internalize that that weight is better and they will compare their height to that person's body. And it's a very serious issue that comes up. And when it comes to this whole story with Heidi Klum, obviously this is an ideal right? We don't want anybody to be sharing the number of calories that they eat or their weight and then having other people that follow them that are potentially vulnerable to this stuff comparing themselves. But there's also a really interesting conversation that often comes about from this type of exposure around whether it's better for the celebrity to share this and be honest than it is for the celebrity to lie and say that they're eating something differently. So I'll give you some examples. When I've seen this come up on TikTok, people say things in the comments like, well, at least she's telling the truth and not saying that she just eats burgers or pizza. Or, well, at least she's still of a healthy body type, she wouldn't have lived this long if what she was doing wasn't good for her. And other comments of the sort. And I've always thought this was kind of a fascinating thing because to me, it seems like there's no winning in the scenario if the only two options are sharing honestly and sharing in a way that is arguably dishonest. But I also think it brings into question why it is that we want celebrities to be sharing this information at all. You know, why are there people in her comments or in her Q&As asking her these questions? Why do we feel like we want someone to either be dishonest or honest? Why do we look to celebrities as good examples when it comes to food and body image when we know that many of them, especially those that are working and modeling positions, can have quite unhealthy relationships with food, especially due to the way that the industry is set up. So I think that the question is not, oh, is it better for them to share honestly than not? I think the question is, why do you want to know? Because 
when it really comes down to it, we're usually just comparing to this person, right? This is toxic that Heidi could have shared this because of the fact that there will be people that are comparing to her and then trying to take actions to look more like her. And when we do this, we enter into a never-ending cycle of misery until we decide to break out. Because no matter if we ate, exercised, and did everything like a specific person and even weighed the same as that specific person, we're still not going to look like them. And diet culture has this really frustrating way of getting us to believe that if we just do this thing and look like this person, everything in our life will be better. But the sad truth of this is obviously that it's never true. Our life never completely changes and we never end up looking like this specific person. And also we have no idea if this person that we're even trying to look like is even happy or living the best version of their life. And it's funny because when I was going into looking at the Heidi Klum controversy, there were so many other things that came up too that she put her supposed boyfriend on a diet and that she's shared this thing before. And I'm not going to go into all of them because I don't know if they're actually true or not. But I feel like it brings us to the bigger point within this episode, which is when will we see that we have to take a step back from engaging with these celebrities and idolizing these celebrities, especially in the realm of food and body image, because every time we do, we will often be disappointed. And we see this consistently. We've especially seen this within the Ozempic craze. I've seen a lot of people that have felt very upset by celebrities, actors, music artists that have gone on Ozempic and their bodies have changed and they've either lied about it or they've been honest about it. And we feel this really strong frustration or sadness because we no longer feel connected to them or represented or we feel agitated that they made that choice when they've spoken against similar things in the past. And I think we have to remember that number one, celebrities are still people. And number two, they're not people that are relatable to 99% of the population. And when we continue to engage with them in this way, we continue to be disappointed And the best way that we can create boundaries around this stuff is to unfollow these people and to decide not to engage with them. And obviously, I'm not telling you that that's something that you have to do, but I do think that it is the easiest way to navigate it. And also, asking yourself why it is that you do feel this desire to follow them, to idolize them, when we do know that these things are true maybe there's something deeper there to unpack. And maybe it's a space to create some room for other people that you can maybe not idolize, but that you can look up to or that you can strive to be outside of, well, strive to be is probably too far, but I think you guys get what I'm saying. Just some different people that are role models and not having those people have to do with how they eat move or look. Because oftentimes what I'll see happen is that we go from 
idolizing Heidi Klum and Gwyneth Paltrow to then idolizing someone that has just a slightly different, still extremely normal body. And just because it's not the 0.5% of people that look like the models, this is all of a sudden still, it's like more acceptable to be idolized. And yet really, it's just doing the exact same thing. It's just another person that we have no idea what they're doing to attain that. We have no idea if it's healthy for them. And we have no idea what they're potentially going to say or share in the future that could then disrupt the way that you feel about the way that they engage with food and body image. So I'd be super curious to hear your thoughts on this scenario. I really enjoy making these current event type of episodes because every time I do, it seems that you guys reach out to me and tell me that it's helpful to just have this non-diet perspective reiterated. But I also want you to know that I do have more research-oriented podcasts coming I feel like there have been a little bit less of those lately, and I've just been going through some business shifts. You know, the my business is a team, and it has been a super busy time for us lately. And so there haven't been as many hours to put into some of those research-based podcasts. It's actually wild. I feel like going into creating a podcast, I didn't have as much of an understanding of how much time it would take to do a really research-heavy episode. I would suspect that in totality for a really heavy research episode, it takes our team at least 15 plus hours from start to finish, and I did not expect that. So more of those are coming soon because I really, really like tying in that research. I know I have episodes coming about gluten, gut health, some other people online that you guys have been wanting me to discuss, some books, and some other really exciting things. But as always, please reach out with any episodes that you may want to see. There's always a link in the show notes to submit an episode idea, and I save every single episode idea that comes in. And I really love making things that you guys want to hear. So thank you again for being here. If you have any questions for me, please let me know. I also am realizing that we haven't rated this on a diet culture scale of 1 to 10. Zero being the least or actually no diet culture at all. 10 being the most diet culture possible. I'm going to go off of the sensationalized... Sensationalization? It's the sens... Why can I not say that word right now? The sensationalizing. I don't think those are words. (laughs) The way that this story was sensationalized and also the sharing of weight, even if she did not share the calorie amount. And I think that that is a 10 out of 10 diet culture because of the way that it was picked up, whether it was true or it was lied about. Both are very messed up to do that. And this just screams diet culture in and of itself. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Thank you for being here and I'll see you next week.